Hello, I'm just jumping in here before the start of the episode, like I did last week actually, because I wanted to call myself out, I guess, or call something out. And that is that in last week's episode, I mentioned that I will be offering a a giveaway, a freebie here uh, in this episode. But unfortunately, I am just not going to be able to do so at the moment because, well, you'll hear why in the main bulk of this podcast that my energy is kind of elsewhere, focused somewhere else at the moment. And so I wanted to just apologize for that because I just, what I was going to do was going to be offering some free 30 minute calls to support people who potentially may be wanting some help in healing their relationship with their body, um, with food, with fitness, and well, ultimately themselves, which you'll hear more about my journey about in this episode and next week's as well. And just to provide some support, particularly if you are struggling in, yeah, just maybe you're not, not liking what you see in the mirror, maybe you're getting caught in diet cycles that just don't feel good, beating yourself up when you, you know, not achieving what you want to achieve and perhaps it's putting a strain on your relationships as well because you're not feeling happy in your body or, I don't know, the, the fitness and the food prep schedule perhaps is taken of your life, which, yeah, I resonate really hard with that. So I wanted to share some support, but unfortunately my schedule is just potentially a bit crazy over the next couple of months so I didn't want to offer this and then not be able to provide it and it was going to be in an exchange for a review on Apple Podcasts so yeah I hope to offer this at some time soon really but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to do so and I wanted to highlight that because I really hate saying that I'll do something and then I don't do it so there is there is a reason behind it all But still, if you would like to support the podcast and just support this free material, then I would really appreciate it if you did leave a review on Apple Podcasts or rate the podcast on Spotify, share it with someone who you think could benefit from a particular episode or the show in in general, um, and just help help it grow really and help keep it going. And yeah, know that I'm kind of... um, yeah, supporting you all really through through this is what is a very transitional time for me as well. So yeah, I just wanted to call that out and I will now just leave myself to it. <laughs> Thank you. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Missing Piece. I'm Becca. I realised I don't introduce my name myself actually, so hi, my name's Becca, if you don't know that already. And do you know what? I've just grabbed a brew and I've decided to just, I guess, let's just have a little heart to heart and, you know, pause this, grab a brew yourself and just uh, take a little moment to be with yourself and, and listen, I guess. So I guess it's not just being with yourself, it's being with me. So um, hello, welcome. But I'm actually re-recording an episode. Is it re-recording? Because it never comes out the same, does it? But the intention being the same in a way, um, I'm re-recording an episode to come out, you know, in two days time. And my original plan and the original recording of it, which was 40 minutes long, was to share again, I guess, a bit of an updated version of my journey so far my story so far you know that kind of episode of the the my story episode and to give more of an update on that from where I am at right now but the first recording I think I was just trying too hard I think to create something that I felt was going to benefit you all so I'm there going 
well, you know, I could just share what I know of my journey so far, but what if people don't get enough from that? How can I create more of an offering here? And, you know, it's silly, isn't it? What we, the pressure we put on ourselves sometimes, but I recorded this episode and I was kind of basing it around some core themes in my sort of healing so far, such as control and evidently perfectionism, because bloody hell, the perfectionist came out there so much so that's why the episode has just been deleted. And, you know, ultimately I wasn't massively happy with it because I felt like I was doing it from not quite the right energy. I was feeling a bit stressed about trying to make something, you know, beneficial, but I'm actually just here wanting to share, I guess, my journey so far, my healing so far, so that you've maybe got something that's relatable, something that you maybe resonate with something in this, Uh, perhaps you'll even get some inspiration or a piece of advice, because I know when I listen to other people sharing their stories that I get so much from it, and it can be hard to imagine that of ourselves and our own story, because why would anyone want to listen to that? It just feels a bit... I don't know, is it egotistic to be sharing this? I don't know. So I recorded this episode, um, yeah, a couple of days ago and just deleted it. And I just never felt right about it. But all the way through it, there was this part of me that was saying, you you just, you're all over the place here. There's no focus. How are people going to gain anything from this? And I guess, did the perfectionist win? Hmm. I'm going to take some sips from my tea throughout this. I hope that's not a horrible sound, but I wanted to kind of create that more of a chat feel. And also I want my brew before it goes cold, y'all. Y'all, I never say (laughs) y'all. The things you say sometimes on these podcasts, eh? But essentially, uh, yeah, let's just share what's going on because bloody hell, this has been such a time of transition that, I mean, three weeks ago, everything was so different to where it is right now. So I want to speak to that and share that because it's very present for me right now. And to also just give you an idea of, I guess, what healing I've done, where it's gone through the journey of healing my relationship with my body, with food, with fitness, and ultimately myself and being able to begin to live a life that feels more in alignment with my values. I'm not trying to say like, um, what's the word? that everything's, I guess, all beautiful and pretty. Actually, no, everything is beautiful, I guess. But I'm not trying to say that it's like happy, happy, happy all the time type thing. I want to say that my life feels more present and more real because I feel like I'm more present and I'm more real with it from this journey that I've been on. I feel like I'm way more connected to myself, to life in general, to the world, to people, And it's been through having to face the shadow. So it's not particularly easy, but it's been really, really rewarding. So I'll start by just sharing right now. Here I am sipping the tea while I do this, because ultimately we can put so much pressure on ourselves. And in one way I do that is through this podcast. And I, um, yeah, I just want to share that this has been a tough but ultimately really beautiful few weeks and actually when I recorded the episode the last one that I deleted I couldn't really share what was going on but now I can because I've kind of informed everybody and essentially about three four weeks ago we found out that the place that we're renting is going up for sale 
Now, we thought we'd be renting this place for about another year and a half before we even had to consider doing anything different, whether renting or buying. And this has obviously forced our hands. So we spent about a week getting the place sorted. And I mean, you know, when you just let the house go a little bit, a little bit shit, let's be honest. And I don't mean that it was necessarily dirty or anything like that, but you just start dumping stuff in places. And with it being some of that rent, never really thought to make it kind of home, really. And I've been wanting to do that for a while and being like, just, you know, get your ass into gear and start sorting things out a little bit and just make it feel a little bit more yeah pleasant and personalized as well you know like actually having a feel of you in it and you being part of it and so on and and so we got the house sort of mainly sorted and it's already felt so much better and now I'm like oh I really actually like living here and feel emotionally attached to the house <laughs> but essentially yeah so in this three weeks we're now our house is up for sale so we are now going to be looking for somewhere to buy is what I've decided and so that's what we're going to do but alongside that um, I'm looking for a new job because I currently work part time and this was so that I could work on a business in the rest of the time and that ultimately hasn't happened and you know about a year and a half ago I started the journey of wanting to create some sort of online business and I think it's been a mixture of not really being probably quite ready for it and well the way that the universe is, is pushing us elsewhere right now as well shows that but also, I think I just need to do more healing to heal those fears, um, a lack of belief in myself, I guess. And it's increased a lot because the jobs that I'm looking for now are actually jobs that I would I would have as a career, jobs that feel like they'll be rewarding and freeing because that's really important. And I would never have gone for them even half a year ago. So there's been some healing, you know, some deep healing, really. And essentially... I'm really proud of that and it's sometimes that it isn't until we're presented with these moments which can be quite tough that we realise how far we've come and so ultimately although the I mean it's literally the shaking of the foundations isn't it when stuff like this happens like you are going to lose where you live and now you're going to have to actually change your job because and, and drop your idea of a business for a little bit because ultimately that base level of shelter of safety of, of, of security has been shaken so things have to change so I've my my body my nervous system is absolutely fraught it really is but deep down you know in my core I am not worried at all it feels really good this feels so good and it feels really like an empowering change you know this feels like something that is going to be really a real positive step forward and I was getting um when I've been doing these kind of different you know meditations or speaking more to my um my inner teacher or even to the angels or to spirit or through oracle cards a lot of the messages I was getting in was about evolving just that word came through a lot evolve and this was all before this came about and I thought right, right, I'm going to evolve and I do feel like you know if you've been listening to me for a while and I've been talking a bit recently about this feeling of a shift within me to allow my real true self to come out I think that I thought that's what it was kind of to relate to and I think it is but I didn't then know there were going to be these big sort of tangible shifts in life so this is very all the stuff that's happening is so stereotypically eclipse and Scorpio proper death and rebirth and I randomly actually picked a card that was death a few a few days ago oh a few weeks ago sorry um so we didn't really know what was going on but it's been such a shift such a shift so yeah my kind of there's parts of my body where control because this has been a lot of my journey is that control feels safe 
and in this situation well there's two things you could see it in two ways you could see that i don't have any control at all and that's really really scary but actually you always have control of yourself in terms of how you can react in a situation and this to me real really boils down to that self-awareness which has been really the massive journey of healing that's been the core word of it all really to healing a lot of them parts of myself is becoming aware of me aware of my thoughts my emotions my behavior patterns my conditioning and essentially knowing then what to do going forward in terms of what i've what i've learned through the personal development work um, but also through my spirituality and that deep trust of myself really knowing what the next stage is as well so so yeah that's kind of been it's been a real a real storm but you know what i like a storm i really love this time of the year i love autumn i love the um you know the wind blowing through the trees i like the darkness i love going out for a walk in the dark in the morning and so a lot of what i've been really doing to cope through this transitional period is actually connecting to nature connecting to spirit for that guidance but at the same time being very aware of the personal development work that is needed aware of where i'm leaning into coping mechanisms that are potentially not that healthy and where i'm not maybe doing enough for myself because you know when we get we get this kind of stress don't we we get stressed and we can easily say to ourselves when we're feeling calm like oh you know right now just do some meditation go for a walk do some yoga whatever but when you're stressed and you're pre presented with a situation which kind of involves you having to take some action so for example having to look for jobs and we're looking for houses um you it's hard to kind of break away from when that that inspired action becomes control becomes like the fear control so where, whereas it was kind of the soul moving through the inspired action it can easily spill into the the fear control and so um yeah i still fall into that fear a lot so i try my best to have these boundaries in place to not look for houses and not look for jobs at eight or nine o'clock at night before bed and i can't say that i've been fully doing that in fact, I've definitely been been doing that when it maybe hasn't been the most beneficial thing for me. And my sleep has been, it's been difficult, really, sleep in the last week. But, but ultimately, I'm aware of that and I'm kind to myself about it. So, whereas a few years ago, I wouldn't have been aware of why I was feeling this way. I would have just been getting annoyed about the fact that I'm not sleeping well and that I'm constantly thinking, why do I always think? Why can't I stop? Why can't I even be okay with doing this? Why can't I be okay with sitting on my phone and staring at a, a bright light at this time of the night? I mean, I do actually have the filter on, but it's not the point. It's still a heck of a lot of information externally that your brain's coping with. But I think essentially why I'm sharing this is because we've... Oh, it's, it's kindness, isn't it? Self-kindness. Because we we can lack that a lot. And this being aware really kind of works with that self-kindness. You can't they kind of go together when they work well if you know what i mean they can complement each other not necessarily able to have one without the other for it to be beneficial so it's about being kind to ourselves and understanding of where you know i know that i will go into control and overdrive when i feel stressed so i'm aware of that now whereas previously i wasn't and then i can be kind to myself when my body still craves to do that even when i'm sitting there going let's just have a brew and not do anything 
And right now, look at this, I'm recording a podcast when probably I should be doing that. So, you know, it's kindness, isn't it? And it's a journey. So that's where I guess we're at right now. And we're actually going to see a band tonight, which will be really, really nice. To still have a little bit of kind of fun and joy along the way, because that's also very easy to lose, isn't it? When we're dealing with big transitions in life. So that's why I wanted to sort of talk about that first. Um, but it's where I'm at. It's really where I'm at. So the the nature, the spirituality and really exploring, I guess, this witch part of me, I would say, the, the green witch inside. Um, leaning into all that has been very, very soothing and very much part of my journey of late, diving into the spirituality. But if I was to skip back, let's just go back to probably, where am I going to start this journey? I'm going to say when I left uni. I went to uni in Leeds uh, and did a year and a term of linguistics and phonetics. And ultimately, that ain't what I want to do. Nah. So I left that and came home and wanted to work with animals. So at this point already, I was thinking, okay, I've, I've given up on something. This was the terminology I was using, you know, I've given up. It wasn't given up. It was a shift to actually more what I wanted to do. And if I'd have actually really chosen what I wanted to do before going to uni, I wouldn't have chosen linguistics and phonetics. I would have chosen art college. But I wanted to do what my friends were doing. And I went to a grammar school. So it's that kind of like, but the best thing to do would be to, you know, go to uni and study something that's a bit more academic than art. So there was all that pressure on me. And I'm already then losing the core of me and who I am and I think that's a very probably normal thing to go through as a teenager because we care a lot about what other people think and I'm really just unraveling that now and working out who who I am or what I want underneath it all but essentially I left uni and started to work with animals a couple of years later started a degree called canine studies and uh, again I did a similar thing I did two years of that it's mainly dog behavior basically and I decided to change to an online course provider which back then wasn't so popular wasn't so common should I say and this course provider online rather than being in an actual college that was a sort of part-time it was online actually but you actually went to the college a few weekends a year um I moved on to this online one and this online one has no deadline so I started that in 2013 and let's just say that it's still ongoing I wonder if we can actually get in touch and finish that that'd be interesting wouldn't it <sighs> But yeah, so you can see how I started to paint a picture then of feeling a bit like a failure, of feeling like someone who quit things, who couldn't finish things. But when I look back now, I see so much of how perfectionism was playing a role in that. Perfectionism and procrastination go hand in hand. And I was, I guess, procrastinating by, you know, when you procrastinate and you don't finish things, you don't do things, you avoid doing things you need to do. A bit like that, but with these courses, because if I'd have actually completed one, you know, if my perfectionist inside um, had had to deal with me actually fully completing a course, it would be like, oh, holy hell, we now have to do the thing that we've trained in. So it was like that extra pressure of, well, you've completed a course, so therefore let's study it now. And this is now you potentially being able been failing because, you know, you've, you've already decided to pursue that career. And you're already knowledgeable in it. So you then must go and do something with it. And if you don't, you failed. And yeah, so that's that failure because, you know, you can never be fully perfect, can you? And that's a lot where the perfectionism stops us. The perfection of the perfectionist part of us can stop us, prevent us, should I say, I guess, 
from doing anything which could lead to failure. Uh, and that's what happened to me. And I've done it with other courses as well. Uh, so this was a pattern that I got stuck in for a long time through my 20s. And alongside this was an over-control of my body image. And that was through food, through fitness. And it was all because I wanted to look a certain way. And I never got to the place that I wanted to be in terms of the way I looked. But why did I actually want to look that way? Why did I think that there was a particular perfect body image or a perfect version of me? Or that, you know, maybe I'm never going to be perfect because I don't have the... The boobs was a big one for me. I always got small boobs and it was always one of those things where I just wanted to feel more feminine is what I told myself by having bigger boobs. And I went through a massive phase of being obsessed with fitness ultimately because it was a way of managing my weight and managing the binge eating that I was I was experiencing for about seven or eight years. And yeah, my body was never going to look like the way I wanted it to look, but I kept trying. And why did I keep trying? Because this diet culture tells us that there is a certain way to look. It takes us out of ourselves, this body objectification. I'm going to talk about this a bit more. And next week's episode, I'm actually going to release the... the one of the parts of a five-part series which will be going on to the podcast uh, community, the Substack community. So do check that out. That'll be the full episode as well, just to kind of intro you into it. It's going to be called Peace of Body, the whole series. So I'm really excited to start talking about that again. Really enjoyed recording those episodes. Tea's finished, everybody. You don't have to deal with me slurping anymore. Hopefully it's been calming though, but also it might not be very nice I know my sister's always like oh you slurp when you have your tea she didn't speak like that sorry Naomi if you're listening but you won't be so so yeah um where was I going with that yeah so my journey through my 20s was this obsession with how I looked and it's because this idea that diet culture peddles to us is that there is a particular way to look you know, there's a way that will make you be the most attractive. There's the way that you will be liked more, the way that you're more successful and the way that you'll be happy, you know. And that's oof, tying feelings into body image is a, an absolute recipe for us being disconnected from ourselves because it's the external telling us what will bring us what is something that is internal. We don't find happiness in the external. And I tried for years trying to find this through my body. And by the way, every time I hit a body goal, I just find another one to follow. You know, that continued for a long time as I manipulated both my weight and then the, um, I guess, more into my muscle mass. That became a bit of an obsession for a while. And yeah, it just, it feeds into everything. I, I tried different jobs. I tried traveling I tried living in different places and all these things were amazing I honestly I loved them and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them because there wasn't they were amazing experiences but ultimately when I was doing them a big part of me was expecting to find that feeling of happiness and freedom and fulfillment that I always want and you get it briefly you know because these things give you that it's a bit like when you buy something really nice and you're like oh my god that's amazing I love it so much and then a few months later you're like yeah yeah I'll just put it onto you know vintage or something but we put so much into that and we live in this culture and this and you know the diet culture fills perfectly into that because it's a way of saying that there's a, a perfect image of you 
And you've got to bear in mind as well when it comes to diet culture, how does diet culture work? So the diet industry, the diet industry is only really successful if people are dieting. And for people to diet and to keep buying products over and over again, are those diet products giving you or giving the people what they actually want? Probably not because you keep buying. So if you actually, if these, if the diet industry and, you know, the diets that you go on, the products that you buy and whatnot, if they actually did their job as such, then you wouldn't need to buy them anymore. But why is it such a massive industry and why do we keep buying? Have a think about that. I'll talk about it a bit more next week's episode. But ultimately, I spent so long trying to find all those feelings that I wanted in life, in the external. And this journey of the past couple of years has been really to focus, well, to realise actually, it's that it's the internal that brings this, you know. It really, really is. And I'm not saying that you then can't build an external which reflects the internal, because you can, and that's what, what I'm aiming to do really at the moment. But it's about reconnecting to yourself to find out what it is that you want in your life. So, yeah, I was on this journey for a long time, binge eating, um, obsessed with exercise, obsessed with the way I looked, and it took over. And it just, you know, if anyone's been on that journey, you know how much you, you your values get skewed because the, the whole exercise, my exercise schedule, my eating schedule was way more important than actually seeing the people I wanted to see in my life or considering what they wanted to do or like um just in general my relationships and all that time I didn't want I was doing all this to be more attractive in order to find a partner yet I did not feel attractive in myself and was kept trying to strive to be the perfect version of myself physically aesthetically before meeting anybody so I stayed single for all that time even though the thing I was doing was to try and get me to be more attractive and then I then meet Dave when I'm probably at my biggest, about three years ago. And this was at the time I discovered intuitive eating, which has really been the catalyst for change in my life. And intuitive eating is an anti-diet approach, I guess is the best way to describe it, to your relationship with food and fitness and ultimately yourself. And that's what happens on this journey, because when you start to explore beneath the food and the fitness, you realise that there's some core parts of you that are wanting something um, and your, the food and the fitness can be a coping mechanism mechanism to help soothe you. Um, but it also could be, yeah, again, that you're trying to find the those feelings that you want in life. Maybe it's to be accepted, to be loved, to feel happy and stuff. We try and find that in the external, in the, in the physical of bodies, for example. And so intuitive eating really brings you back to yourself. And so it brings you back to kind of um, the food being equal. There's no good or bad foods. And it brings you back to being able to learn to understand and can reconnect to those innate systems of understanding your, your hunger and fullness in your body. So that starts the whole process of awareness because, you know, you obviously focus on your body. But then it delves deeper because that's when we look at the root of it all and we look at the root of our relationship with ourselves. And that is really what my journey, you know, began like trying to heal binge eating but actually realizing there's a heck of a lot more involved. So once I found intuitive eating, and actually after about seven or eight years and of binge eating, and honestly really trying lots of different things to end this, but they were all ways that were still tied into diet culture, or still tied into not really healing the problem, but putting like a, a plaster over it, a band-aid over it. And yeah, 
it was intuitive eating that started to change everything and the binge eating actually ended really quickly i still my relationship with food is still not perfect will it be perfect do we aim for perfection we aim for perfection but whether we should or not i don't know well i do know we shouldn't <laughs> or we just accept that perfect is, is everything in every in, in every moment of life i guess Def redefining perfectionism or what perfect means not perfectionism as such but yeah i was just honestly yeah in this place where the binge eating had stopped but there was still more to heal there and what actually came up very quickly was anxiety and I talk about this in an episode actually back in season one about how I'm working on my anxiety but this showed up and ultimately long story short because I could go on all day about every individual part of this this story of mine so far and what I'm focusing to share with you ultimately you know this anxiety was underneath the binge eating I was using food as a coping mechanism for the anxiety and so that's been a journey I've had therapy for this and just kind of read up on things and working out my own way of of going through it and you know what actually I guess making friends with that part of myself because when our body is doing these things, our body, you know, the things that we want to hate it for, such as why can't I stop eating that, that, you know, why have I eaten that whole pack of biscuits? You know, I hate myself for it. Where, where's my willpower? It's not to do with willpower. It's actually your body, use your brain using what it can to keep you safe because, you know, you, that's, that food is giving you some sort of little boost. Uh, again, it's that whole kind of plaster the bandaid to cover up what's underneath. And for me, it was anxiety. And so as I've been exploring, that was the next part of my journey. And, you know, it's not, sometimes I still turn to food. I don't binge, but sometimes I still just turn to eating food a little bit mindlessly or um, still using like at the, mind you, I've done a bit of two things recently, but over the stress of this whole situation of the house and the job, I've either wanted to just eat food when I'm not hungry, I'm not listening to my hunger and fullness cues, but eating it because it's going to give me like that little like dopamine boost, I guess. Um, or I've done the opposite and not really eaten enough or I've been just a bit like, oh, I'll just eat whatever's there in the house because the idea of cooking or the idea of going out to buy anything is just like, no, I've, I've got to focus on this one doing at the moment. But that's also, you know, it's important to look after yourself. So again, kindness. Um, and I would have been really beating myself up about this a couple of years ago and it would have just spiraled when we do when we do that it spirals doesn't it we can be dealing with a stressful situation and then we pile on this uh this attack on ourselves as well but like I said the body is just keeping us safe so I was exploring the anxiety and the more I explore anxiety and work out where when my anxiety is triggered it's in situations where I feel like I'm losing control and it can be as simple as the example I always give because it's the one that really has been hard to heal but has been so important to heal was over the lockdown in particular when we were having dinner uh, breakfast around the table sorry me Dave and the girls before they started to do their homeschooling and Dave's off and I'm um I was furloughed for a bit and we'd like you know be sitting there having a nice time chatting away and so on and so forth but in my head I'll have already said right okay then uh, this conversation on the table will probably end by nine o'clock and so then I'll go and go for a walk or I'll do some yoga or I'll start something else and then nine o'clock would come around and we'd be sat there chatting having a nice time the thing that I really as a core value is what I want to do and I know that my soul wants to do 
my body would start to get stressed and be like, oh my God, it's past nine o'clock. The schedule's going off. You are not going to be able to fit in your walk now, which means you're not going to be able to, your workout's going to be shorter later and yada, yada, yada. This, I'd like created a schedule in my mind of how things had to work. And it was stressful. It was making me want to leave that situation. I wasn't even present, you know, because my anxiety was telling me to leave flight, you know, it's the fight or flight. And for me, it was the kind of flight, let's escape and let's go back into control. And so, you know, with my therapist and my own work to just work to, to understand why I do that, I don't necessarily think there's been one kind of root cause. There's been a bunch of different things that have made me, made me realize that, or my body realize that control is safety. But, and I've been working on it because that's not how I want to live my life. I don't want to feel like my brain is telling me, my body is telling me to leave a situation which is full of love and connection and family. I don't want that. And again, this is part of a big part of my journey that's still healing, but the biggest part of it has been becoming aware of all this, you know, and the biggest way that I found that this helps me every day and at any stage and at any part of my journey has been to ask myself how I am. And I know I've talked about this before, but I will not stop talking about it because it's, if you've got to become aware of how you're feeling throughout the day, when you start to do this and you ask yourself how you are, maybe every hour you put post notes around the house or alarms on your phone, you can become aware of how situations affect you and how you might be triggered in certain ones. So if I wasn't doing that work, then I would just be getting anxious and be thinking, why am I getting anxious You know, now? Why am I getting anxious when I'm sat around the table with the people that I love? Ugh, I don't understand it. But there's a layer of control meaning safety to me. And that's something that that, that awareness has, has brought, which means that it's something that I can now work on healing. So I've become more aware of these situations, which then leads me to become more accepting of them, more kind to myself and understanding of the, of the condition that I've been through to get me to there. And then therefore you're able to start to make change and to take the, the right steps in the action. It's that three-step process, which I've talked about before, the awareness, the acceptance, the action. The, the, the three things that I thought I coined, but it turns out it's actually a therapist term. So chicken and egg, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the egg, I guess. Ooh, but was it the egg before the chicken? <gasps> Who knows? So yeah, it's been peeling back the layers of the onion, really, over the past three or so years of working out where, who I am underneath it all, what my actual values are and how I want to live my life and becoming aware of what is potentially needing healing to allow me to live that way. So I spend a lot of time now really asking myself, how do I want to live? What makes me feel good? What are my core values? And you know, interestingly, this journey of wanting to start a business has obviously had to kind of go on pause for now. But my ego is my ego is worried about what people think to go, oh, she's been saying she wants to start a business for a while and she hasn't. She's failed. She's given up again. You know, that's all there. But I'm more aware of actually I know deep down what's important to me right now. And what's important to me right now is actually having a roof over our heads, is having some form of safety. Safety is so, so core. So I'm doing a lot of kind of root chakra work. I'm spending a lot of time out in nature and um, just grounding down through this, this time, which can be really difficult. 
something I'm really enjoying and doing actually is, you know, it's windy at the moment, more windy anyways, and I go outside and if it's a headwind, I just imagine inhaling that, that wind, inhaling that air, and then I, through the front of me, and I imagine exhaling behind me as I walk forward. Oh, I love it, I love it. It's as though you're stepping into the future and into the new and wind is a very shifting energy. We're in this eclipse Scorpio season. It's very shifting. So become aware of perhaps what's, what are you needing to let go of at the moment? We're coming into autumn. We are autumn, sorry. It is autumn and we are autumn. And, you know, the trees are letting go. Well, you know, our organic world is letting go. So as we're a part of that, is there anything that maybe you need to let go of? And it's been... Oh, feeling so much resistance to this letting go of my little business thoughts, ideas to enable me to step into what's the next stage going forwards. But interestingly, for about the past year and a half, and this has been the way I've been speaking to myself, which is not, you know, you can tell now that you're going to say, well, obviously nothing was happening because the way I was speaking to myself was saying terms such as I feel stuck. I feel uncertain. I don't know what I want to do for business. And I was putting up all these blocks and I was genuinely keeping myself stuck because that's what I was saying. I wasn't speaking to myself in in, in expansive terms. I was speaking in limiting terms. So I should have been, oh, not should. It's not a nice way to say it. But looking back on reflection, what was perhaps holding me back was not saying things like, you know, okay, I know what my next step forward is. I'm going to look at taking this inspired action to towards change towards a business you know and it's not like I haven't started things I actually started a a launch to coaching offer after having a business coach for six months by the way none of this is I, I fully take personal responsibility for all of this since I think is another massive way of empowering ourselves in our lives um but my business coach it was never her fault that I didn't launch a business and I mean we literally took out a loan in order to cover having her and she was amazing in a many, many different ways but I needed to heal more before I could do anything. And I eventually did launch a coaching offer, but this was back in just before I stopped season one of the, the podcast, ended season one of the podcast. Um, and there was no interest. Uh, I don't think really anyone even watched the the seminar, not seminar, I guess. It was like a little workshop that I did that took me ages to plan and I was really proud of it. And that was hard. I wasn't healed enough to cope with how that felt. I just thought, you know what, maybe I'm not good enough for this if no one's watching and no one's listening. But I'm not saying this because I'm like, oh, woe is me. I'm saying this because I was a bit still stuck in that lower self-esteem, low self-worth, lack of belief in myself. And that's healing. It's, it's I'm returning to it now because it's, you know, our worth is abundant. It's uh, infinite. So I'm not going to say I'm, I'm building it because it's already there, but I'm returning to it. Um, that was actually what the the little workshop was. It was about returning to peace and confidence. Uh, hey, if you want to see it, I can dig that out and put that up there. So if anybody wants it, just message me. It's just it was just a free one. So if you want to have that, then absolutely, you're more than welcome to. Um, so yeah, it was. I just wasn't quite ready for. I wasn't so connected to myself to know that the numbers didn't matter and to know that. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't about the views. It wasn't necessarily even about the interest. It was about me believing in myself. And that's what this whole journey has been like. And recently, 
and so much so during this period of transition this transitional period whatever the best way is to phrase that whatever um the affirmation that's worked is powerful for me is i am whole i am whole because so often when we are affected by the energy of others we are worried about what people think we're worried about judgment we are just really worried about everything external outside of ourselves we forget to remember what is important and is a part of our core and so for me say that the affirmation i am whole and i i genuinely imagine my energy coming back to me and like a kind of little bubble we're all kind of it's all coming together again because if you're somebody who's also quite sensitive and can pick up on the energy of others sometimes we can just lose ourselves a little bit so it's really been about that self-connection and that's what this journey has been like i guess so it all started off with you know becoming aware of what was going on when i started that journey of wanting to end the binge eating of wanting to heal that relationship with food and even though there are things i look back and i go i understand how i've been stuck this whole year now but this new you know this new kind of breath of fresh air of all this change feels really positive and i feel whole and i feel you know believing in this all and that's been because of being able to reconnect to myself build that self-awareness understand what's going on and ultimately it's been beautiful so that journey of the food and fitness dealt you know really got me into the personal development which then built up my spirituality and it's just been beautiful honestly it's been so healing this journey and i don't know if we ever end finish our healing i don't know if i ever want to finish healing i quite like the journey Whereas a few years ago, I didn't like the journey and I didn't like myself and I didn't like my body. Definitely not. And there are still parts there, but I'm aware of them. Like today, I'm aware of a part which has said, okay, we haven't done as much movement today, but ultimately I'm shattered. I have not slept brilliantly in the past week. And every time I pause and actually let my nervous system kind of have a wind down, I'm so knackered. And we are actually going to a gig tonight, which I'm really excited about. We're going to see Skipnish. Ah, really, really exciting. Just hearing Carlisle. And that's, you know, that's movement. That's going to be the movement. I'm going to dance standing gig. I hope everyone's dancing. I'm going to have a few drinks and just get more confident and start the dancing. I love dancing. So that's really important to me. But yeah, I still, there are still them thoughts that come in and go, oh, you didn't do some sort of typical form of exercise. I'm using inverted commas here with my hands. <laughs> but they're there, they're there, but they don't control me. I understand that part of me was wanting some sort of control, but that control it also had was over me. And, and that's, that time is ultimately over. Sometimes it comes in, but I'm aware of it now. So yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to share today. Apparently, I hope you haven't mind me slurping on my tea. It got a bit cold towards the end. I'm not massively fun of it when it gets cold, but but anyways, yeah, you didn't need to know that bit. But hopefully you've taken something from this. Um, yeah. And if you want a message and share anything from your journey or what you've thought about this episode, please do so. And I will release some journal prompts tomorrow. So if you're signed up to the Substack, uh, my Substack, which is my email letter, the free or the paid, it doesn't matter, you will receive the journal prompts. And these are coming out every Tuesday after the release of the podcast with the idea of 
they're, they're based on the topic that I'm talking about today. Uh, and I just think of some kind of inspired ones. I don't know what they're going to be yet. So I'll see what comes to mind. But the idea is to just continue that journey of the introspection and the reflection. Because if you're like me, I can listen to things, read things and take information in from people. And I just don't, well, I don't take it in. That's the point. I hear it and it can go right out the other ear, even though I go, actually, that's going to be really good for me. I don't take the time to process it. So the aim is that these journal prompts will help you do just that. Let's, uh, yeah, let's continue that journey of healing altogether. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, the link to sign up to the email letter will be below as well. Thank you. And uh, yeah, have a lovely week. Oh, and happy Halloween. <laughs> happy. Oh, what's the term in, what's the term in um, paganism? Oof, and the whole celtic wheel and everything i don't know but i'm going to be watching a free or participating i guess in a free circle tonight by way of the buzzard so do check that out there they're doing this for the kind of ancestral healing and whatnot which is really exciting as well so anyways yes i will definitely go now bye bye thank you so much for listening i would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below the options are there and if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode i would be incredibly grateful thank you very much everyone